Good morning, everybody. How are you today? Today, Bezrat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Ayin Tes in Maseches Psachim. We had a fascinating Mishnah over Shabbos. It's talking about the Tumah of the Korban Pesach relative to the Tumah of other Korbanas. The Mishnah had stated that right, the Korban Pesach is, is Tameh, right? The, the idea is Eino Zorik Adam was the uh, language used in the Mishnah. Eino Zorik Adam means really, really, as we had discussed, Zorik Adam is one of the essential components of the Korban. It's where the Kapara of the Korban lies. And so the Zerik Adam, if you don't, if you don't do Zerik Adam, it means that really the Korban didn't, didn't go well, right? You're not getting the effectiveness of the Korban. So with regards to the Korban Pesach, that requires some of the basar, not just the chalev, but the basar to be extant, to be still around, because the achila of the korban pesach is essential to the korban pesach. Eating the korban pesach is an essential pro- part of the process, right? Whereas in some cases, hakrava, right, itself ha- is is just with some korbanos, like right, we know that we have this korban olo, we don't even need it at all, right? So sometimes hakrava and just shechting the thing and putting on the mizbeach is the essential component of the korban. With regards to the korban pesach, it's eating. Why am I mentioning it? Because we're still in the mishnah. And we're explaining the second part of the Mishnah. The second part of the Mishnah talked about other Kabbanas. The second part of the Mishnah said, Uve Mukudashim Enochein, Ela Afa Pishin Nitma, Habasar Vehachelev, Kayam, Zorek Esadam, which is even if all the buzzer became Tameh, and all you have left is Chelev, right, the fats, you still do Zrik Esadam. So there you go, there you have it. So yesterday it was a discussion of the Korban Pesach, where, uh, right, where we were talking about where you need the meat, and today we start with the two dots, eight lines down on Ayin Tesamad Aleph, where we discuss, right, how do we know, right, that all you need is the chelev, some part of the animal to be left, in order to be able to do the zrikas adam, which is to say in order for the korban to be what we'll call effective. Okay. So the Gemara wants to know, who is the author of our Mishnah? So Masnisin Mani. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yeshuhi, it's the opinion of Rabbi Yeshuhi, the Tanya, because everybody says, Rabbi Yeshuhi, Oimer, kol hazvachim shebepayrash, and yishayim him kezayis basar, o kezayis chelev, zarek hazadam, he simply said, all you need is either kezayis basar or kezayis chelev, and then you do zarek hazadam, so that clearly indicates, right, that, right, it's either or, in other words, even if you don't have any basar, right, as long as you have a kezayis of chelev, you can still do the zarek hazadam. Now, Obviously, you would need to have at least a kazais of the chelev, right? If you don't have much, even a kazais left of anything, so then you would not be able to do the zrikas adam. That was the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua, right? Uve Ola, an exception is the aforementioned Ola, which we said, where I feel Now, the Ola, clearly, there's nothing, all of it gets, um, right, gets burned up. None of it gets eaten. And so there, all you need to have is some, I guess, like mashahu, so to speak, right? Some, some remnant of either chelev or basar in order to do the zrikas adam, which would say that the korban, like, keep going with the korban, you're still doing something um, that, that's effective, that, that makes sense, right? You're still accomplishing something by bringing this korban. So when you korban as long as some of it is still tar, so then you can do the zrikas adam. Okay. And then the Brisa has this enigmatic statement that makes no sense, and the Gemara jumps right on it as follows. It says, Uvim mincha. That when you bring the case of the mincha, which are the right, the carbs, uh, they put the the mincha puts the carb in korban. Get it? it doesn't matter. Anyway, the mincha is the flour, right? So it says even though all of it is still extant, you do, don't do zrikas adam. Now there's a lot uh, wrong here, a lot a lot weird about that statement of the mincha. Probably the weirdest thing is what Rashi brings up, which is that mincha you don't do zrikas adam. So that so the statement needs explanation. So the Gemara says mincha ma'ayavidita. Well, what does Mincha have to do with Zrikas Adam? So that's what Rashi says. There's no Zrikas Adam in Mincha. So, Amarav Papa, Minchas Nesachim. We're talking about, right, when we have the Ola and the Shlamim, right, when you bring those types of Korbanos, so then you do, you do the Nesachim, right, which is you pour the Yain and the flour. Uh-huh. So it's talking about the Shlamim and the Ola. Says the Gemara, Rav Papa says, You might have thought, right, that since the reason why you bring the flour and the wine on the Shlamim and the Ola, 
um, is because of the carbon. You might have thought that you have some of that left over, that it's as if you have some of the carcass of the animal left over. Kamash Malan, no, that the blood, the Zika Saddam, you don't do, right, unless you have some of the actual meat or chalev left over, some of the actual animal, right? So that's the explanation of this last statement. What, it, what, the, what he's saying at the end of the Brisa is that even if, right, uh, when, when you don't have enough of the animal left over, even if you had all the flour that you were bringing with that Korban Shlamim or Korban Ola, it's all still there and none of it was depleted at all, you still don't do Zerika Saddam, which is to say that the flour and the wine are not what we're looking for to still remain, right, valid in order to do the Zerika Saddam. It has to be a piece of the animal that still remains, okay. But be that as it may, Rabbi Yeshua is our author. He's the one that, the author of our Mishnah, right, he's the one that's saying that you need to have either the Chalev or the Basar uh, left over, okay. So that is what Rabbi Yeshua held. Now we're going to ask, right, where did he learn that? What's the source for Rabbi Yeshua? Says the Gemara, Where did he learn the idea that Chalev would have the same status as Basar with respect to keeping the animal valid for Zerika Saddam? So Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Mishum Rabbi Shmuel, Umatu Ba Mishum Rabbi Yeshua ben Chananya. Um, let's see who Rabbi Yochanan was quoted. Some say it's like this. It was like Rabbi Shmuel. Some say Rabbi Yeshua ben Chananya. As follows: Damakra, Hikter Hachalev Lareach Nichach Lashem. Right. So when you read Vayikra, and you're learning all about those Karbados, it says that what that you that you do right that you should that first it says you should do Zerika Saddam and then you should burn up the Chalev. As a reach nichach. So you see that the chalev is treated as something which is pleasing to Hashem, which is to say, it's not like, oh, Hashem just wants the meat. And when you bring the carbon, he says, where's the beef? He, even the chalev is considered something that's a reach nichach Hashem. So it means that the chalev is a significant part of the carbon, something that we actually, right, treat as being, right, a very significant part. If just that part was there, right, we would still consider it a reach nichach Hashem, something that is valuable and worthy of bringing a carbon, and thus worthy of Zerika Saddam, right? Says the Gemara, Chalev Afal Pisha Ein Basar, right? Because the Pasuk is only mentioning the Chalev over there. It says, Duzrikas Adam, and then it says, and be makter the Chalev. So you see that even if there's no Basar there, the Chalev itself is very, is very important, even if there's no meat. So the Gemara asks, okay, Ashkacham Chalev, Yaseras Akaved, Okay, so I can understand, like the Chalev that's near the meat, etc. But what about that Chalev that's on the, di- the diaphragm and the, and the kidneys, or the diaphragm and the kidneys itself, right? Those, what if those, only those part of the animal? This is another way of saying, so we have the buzzer and we have the chalev. We have an explicit pasuk to say that the chalev is valid. But then you also have like some of the other organs, right? In other words, it's still part of the animal. It's not the mincha and the soles, right? And, but it's not the chalev and the buzzer either. So if only that is what is left, what would you say? Would you still do zrikas adam? Okay, so the first the says, hey chaminah dezarkinan. What do you mean? It says, when it says, that presumes that you would bring the, do the zrikas adam when you have the, uh, kidneys and diaphragm left, says the Gemara. Why would you even think that that's the case? Where would we even know so? So the Gemara says, because it says, Dictani. The Bereisha says, Because when we, right, when we were Medayek in the statement we said before, the statement we said before was that even if all of the flour remains, then you still don't do the Zerika Saddam. Then you can make a diuk there, right? That infers that Mincha who delo, that if you don't have, if you have all of the flour, that's not enough. That doesn't justify Zerika Saddam. But if you have any part of the animal left, even if it were just the kidneys and diaphragm with no basar or chalev, you would, you would do, right, the Zerika Saddam. That's just an inference that you make, you would make from our statement that we quoted over, uh, earlier in the Baisa in the name of Rabbi Yeshua. So the question is, Minalan. So, so now that we've established through that diuk in the Mishnah that you do in fact do Zerika Saddam based on the existence of the diaphragm and the kidney, we want to know where the source is for that. So the Gemara answers, Rabbi Yochanan Didei Amar. This was in fact said by Rabbi Yochanan himself. Right, interestingly enough, Rabbi Yochanan had quoted Rabbi Shmuel uh, earlier with regards to the uh, the source for the chalev, but Rabbi Yochanan himself had the source for the for the kidneys and diaphragm as follows, because it says, Amar Karla, the Pasuk says, L'reach nichoach, okay? So, kol sh'atamaleh l'reach nichoach, okay? So, interestingly enough, right, before we had the Pasuk says, 
v'chelev, right? V'hikter ha'chelev l'reach nichoach. So he's saying, like, so he's saying like this. The fact that it says l'reach nichoach and chelev, now Rabbi Yochanan is splitting the atom here, right? He's splitting the pasuk and he's saying that l'reach nichoach means anything that would be bring up on the mizbeach, that would justify zrikas adam, okay? And it also, as we know, it says chelev first, because we just quoted the pasuk before. So now the Gemara is explaining the pasuk as follows. It says the Gemara, v'itzrich l'michtav chelev, v'itzrich l'michtav reach nichoach. That those are the two limudim that you learn from two from the two parts of that pasuk as follows. Because of Rahmana Chelev, let's say you've just said Chelev and attached Chelev to Zrika Saddam, have a mean a Chelev in Yosir Tsukovish Dekla Yaslo, right? Then you would have assumed that it would have to be either Basar, certainly, or Chelev that justifies Zrika Saddam, but you would say no, that is to exclude the kidneys and the diaphragm. Therefore, Kosov Rahmana, Lereach Nichoach. So the pasuk added Lereach Nichoach in order to add the diaphragm and the kidneys. However, if it had just said, right, because after all, you do bring the solace and the mincha with the korban also. So you would have thought if it had just said that the whole kitten caboodle is going to be valid and justifying Zrika Saddam. So the Pasuk, by saying Chelev, I guess this is an irony, right? By saying Chelev, it includes the diaphragm and the kidneys, right? But excludes the Mincha. So when you put together the Chelev with the Rech Nichoach, comes out essentially that anything that comes from the animal carcass itself, as long as some of that is still right around and, and, and uh, eligible for the Korban, then you're going to do the Zrika Saddam. Whereas any of the external stuff like the solus and the Mincha, that doesn't help you as far as the Zrika Saddam. You need some component of the animal to still be there in order to be uh, to do the Zrika Saddam. And that's the source of our Mishnah that for other Karbanas, you have to have either the Chelev or the Kloyos, right? Something there in order to justify Zrika Saddam. And again, this is in contrast, Yoranowitz. Yoranowitz only wanted to come for the Mishnah. Musa, Musa. All right. No, this is, okay, you came for the Musa. Fine. Okay. So he, came, he comes from Barry and from Musa and for Andrew. You also come for Andrew. And now you're starting to develop a relationship with Kalman. Okay, yeah, I think, I feel it. Okay, so now we're on the Mishnah. So you came at a good time, because we're starting the Mishnah, and I'm testing it out. I understand. So again, the, the, I'm going to explain in a second. So just finishing off, the, this is in contrast, of course, with the Korban Pesach, where you have to have the actual buzzer, because that's to do with eating. So now, Quranowitz, we're in the Mishnah, and I'm testing it out. It's right, like, kind of smack in the middle of the page. Now we're talking about, actually, something very, very interesting. Uh, uh, circumstances, right, with the Korban Pesach, we talked about Tuma Hutra B'tzibor, right? We talk about Again, what happened with Korban Pesach? Usually, when you bring other Karbana, usually when you bring Karbanos, right, you want, you want to be Tahar. We know that there's two possible Isurin that have to do with Tumah, with eating the Korban. If the Korban itself is Tameh, then eating it is an Isur Lav, it's an Isur Malkus. Okay. If the Korban is Tahar, but the individual is Tameh, then typically eating that is an Isur Kares. That is a more severe Isur. That's going to play into it. Uh, that's going to be the topic of our Mishnah here. So, however, we know something very special with regards to the Korban Pesach. When it came to the Korban Pesach, so the crowd said, right, individuals came to Moshe Rabbeinu and they said, we wanted to be participating in the Korban Pesach, but we couldn't. We were Tameh. Okay. So he said, you know what? We're going to do this idea of Pesach Sheni. Pesach Sheni, you're going to bring a Korban Pesach the second time. In However, the what? In the That's in the Torah. It appears in the actual Chumash. Now, oh, I, I had this discussion with, oh, this is so embarrassing. I shouldn't, even, I shouldn't even admit to this. How many years did Yaakov work for Lavan? So I remember that it was 20 years. I'm trying to add Rochel, and then he did seven, seven. I looked, it's a Pasuk. Because he says to Lavan, I worked for you 20 years. Some, sometimes you just have to look in the Pesukim of the Chumash. Anyway, that's not relevant to this. Anyway, the point is that Pesach Sheni appears in the Chumash itself. Okay. Now, here's the fascinating thing, Goranowitz. If most, this is so interesting, if most of Klal Yisrael were Tameh, then we allow you to all together bring the carbon Pesach Rishon. In other words, an unbelievable idea. If, um, it's like misery loves company. I don't know what the Musar is, but I could just say that if most of the people are Tameh, then we're going to bring the carbon Pesach, the first carbon Pesach, all together. If only a minority 
of the people are Tameh, then only the Tahar people are going to bring the Korban Pesach Rishon, and then the Tameh people are going to bring the Korban Pesach Sheni. The Gemara, the Gemara is going to ask, what if it's exactly half and half? That's, that's uh, coming attractions. We're about to hit that. But let's see this Mishnah, and here we go. Nitma Kahal Orubo. Okay. So this is what we're saying now. That if most of the, right, Klal Yisrael were Tameh, let's say most of the Kohanim who were doing the Avodah were Tameh, and the rest of the community was in fact Tahor. Everybody makes the carbon Pesach, Rishon, together, even though they're Tameh, and it's fine. Nidma takal. However, if only a minority of the of the community was tameh, hatahori nosin rishon, sheni. So this is exactly what we just said: that those who are tar are going to make the korban pesach rishon, and those who are tameh are going to do are going to be deferred to pesach sheni. Okay, fine. So again, you only have pesach sheni, right? If most of the people are tahor. Okay, right. Otherwise, you don't even need a pesach uh, sheni because if most of the people are tameh, then everybody's going to do it together. Okay. Says the gemara. Tanurban harish hayu yisrael tamein v'chanu kolishars tahorin. Yeah, Pesach Sheni is a fascinating, fascinating yantiv. The ways that it's similar uh, to, to to the original Pesach. But that's an interesting. You're, you're asking a very uh, fascinating idea. We had there was a shir yesterday by Rabbi Pinchas Gross. He gives on Sunday mornings at nine thirty at Ian shir on the daf. So he was talking about the korban chagiga, the status of the, there's a special korban chagiga that's brought during yantiv. There's also a korban chagiga, as we learned, that accompanies this because it was last last week that accompanies the korban Pesach, which is an erev yantiv. And becomes a whole discussion, the nature of the Korban Chagiga. So what do you, for example, bring a Korban Chagiga with the Korban Pesach Sheni, right? These are fascinating, uh, fascinating aspects of the Pesach Sheni that would make it like the original Yantiv. So let's see. A fascinating concept that's brought up in this, in this Brisa, which is to say, the Aramish said that either Israel or Tameh, and the Kohanim are Tahorim, or the Kohanim are Tameh, or the Israelim are Tahorim, we're going to consider it as if the majority is Betumah, and everyone's going to be included in that original Pesach Rishon. What this Brisa adds is this following thing, that even if the Israel and the Kohanim are both Tahorim, and the Chlishares, just the knives, and the different vessels, right, the different Kalim, are Tameim, Yasu Betumah, then all the people, whether they're Tahor or Tameh, are going to be included in this Pesach Rishon. Why? She'ein Korban Tzibor Chaluk. Incredible idea. We don't take a Korban Tzibor, Right, and divide it into its component, which is to say we're all in it together. The Quran went to Muslim moment. Lotov, right, that, that it's that we all we're all in it together. If only one of the components is Tameh, that everybody joins Bitumah. So imagine this fat this incredible corollary, which is that all the Israelim except for like two guys are ta- are Tahar, all of the Kohanim are Tahar, but the Kalim are Tameim, the two Israelim that are Tameh join in the Pesach Rishon. The whole thing is done Bitumah, right? And it's allowed. In other words, they're allowed. They don't need a Pesach Sheni because the Kalim were Tameh. Incredible. That's an incredible uh, concept that this Bryce is telling us. They have like a tumma meter. That's a good question. How could you tell uh, where the Kalim was coming? Well, they needed a tumma meter because you're about to see an unbelievable scenario that the Gemara is going to discuss. I'll say it outside first because the Gemara is going to ask, what if half and half? So one of the possibilities is that you literally separate, like split down the middle. I don't know, you'd make a mechitza and half the, car, the, the nation does it bitumma and half of it does bitahora. You would need to have a lot of police to make sure that that doesn't get messed up. Okay, so let's see. Okay, you would need a tumma police, yeah. But let's see. So now. Women, yeah, it's like it's like it's like having a simcha. We have one side of mechitza fully COVID, and one side of mechitza not. Yeah, I'm going to show you. How and you just asked about women. I can't believe you just asked that because that comes up in the Gemara. So you're you're like you're like Ravina and Ravashi today. You're on fire. He's in fuego. He's really good today. Yeah, you're very awake today. <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay, I'm a Rav Chista. Okay, so here we go. So what Rav Chista is going to say now is this fa- this incredible idea of the Kalim being. Uh, Tameh, affecting the entire carbon for the Kohanim and Israelim, has to be qualified. It can't be any kind of Tumah, as follows. Uh-huh. Now, this Tumah that we're talking about is only going to make sense 
It's only going to make sense for the kalim to be uh, to consider the entire carbon betuma if it's a tmeimes. Why? So first I'll say it outside because I think it, you have to understand it first before you read it inside. This is like um, I think I think it's a it's an esoteric idea. The tuma of again, this is why we mentioned before. When a person uh, eats a korban and the korban is tahar and the person is tame, that's an isr kares. Uh-huh. When a kar- when a person is tahar and the korban is tame, that's typically an isr lav. So that's a different kind of isr. Okay. So what Chris is going to say here is that it's only going to be true. So so why am I saying that? Because we're acting as if the kalim being tame is the same thing as the person being tame. But we just explained that those are two different levels of tumah. Like like Rana would say, like a tumah meter would go much higher when a person who's tame is eating a tahar karban. That the, the, the muster there is that you have to watch for yourself, right? Don't blame it on the karban. Look inside yourself first. So the question is, so, so this is what Rufus is bringing out. He's saying that you're only going to equate the kalim as being as tame and affect the entire korban seabor as much as the people being tame if the kalim are so tame that it's the higher level of tumah, which is tame mace. If it's just a tame sharetz, it's not going to be. So now we read it inside. If, in fact, the, the, let's say it's the, the kalim we're talking about is the knife. So it's only when the knife had a tame mace. Why? It's a very special limud. When it comes to tumah, with respect to metal, the metal we know is a, is a major conductor. It's, it's a major conductor of tumah also. It has a very unique feature, which is every other kind of tumah conduction. When one thing touches another, it goes down a level of tumah, right? It goes from a av to a tumah to regular, uh, right? To, 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 to rishon, to sheni, as we've discussed, right? This is common area of expertise. But metal maintains the same level of tumah. So if you have a viavosa tumah of a mace that a, right, that a sword touched, we'll say, or a knife, so then it retains that incredibly high level of tumah. And that become a time of the gavra. That is why it contaminates, right, so to speak. It's matame, the person who's going to have the knife, so much. So that when that person is going to be bringing the carbon, but tumas haguf the chares kamisavid. Aha. So really, the. What, what, what Rufus is saying is, Kalim being Tame is only really going to puzzle the carbon to the extent that's going to be Matame, the coin, that's going to be, or whoever is going to be doing the Shechita. You understand? In other words, it really isn't the Kli that's being puzzling the carbon. It's really the, the, the Kli that's Matame, the person, that's then Matame, the carbon. Uh-huh. So it's only if, right, the, the Kohanim or the Israeli Matame that the carbon is puzzled. And it, that level of Tumah is only going to be imparted if, in fact, the knife had touched the Tumah's mace. But if the knife had touched the lower level of Tumah, says the Gemara, if it was just a Tumas Sheretz, which is to say, now you have, instead of the knife touching the Tumay Mace directly, let's say a Sheretz touched the Tumay Mace and then jumped on the knife, so now the knife is a lower level, now the person who's wielding said knife is going to be on a lower level, he's not going to be Tumay enough to be Matame the entire Korban. Right? So in other words, it says, as the Gemara says, in that case, it's only going to be, what? Uh, Tumay by association. Right? The Korban Pesach is only going to be by, the Korban is only going to be by association. Right? So now, if you have the Tumas Sharetz, then you're going to say that only those who are Tar should be able to make that, uh, that Karm Pesach. And this is another way of saying that this is not a level of Tumah that we're going to allow the entire Klal Yisrael to participate in Tumah. Why? Because as the Gemara explains, Mutav Ya'achel B'Tumas Basar Lav, Be'al Ya'achel Basar B'Tumas Haguf Shehu B'Chores. In other words, this is re- talking about the Tahar people. The Tahar people, the, the, it's preferable that they eat, right, that, that the Korban is going to be eaten while the meat is Tameh. That's just an Isr Lav, right? And the tummy ones are going to wait. The tummy ones are going to wait. In other words, the tummy people should wait because they have an iser kares. The tar people now, so okay, something got tummy here in the korban, right? We're not, we're not dismissing the tumas sherets entirely. It's still going to be an iser lav, but they're better off eating the korban now. The tahorim should eat the korban now while it's an iser lav. And those who are tummy mace, those, I'm sorry, those, those who are, right, are tummy themselves in their guf, they should wait. Right? So it's better for the minority to wait for Pesach Sheni. In the case where the Tomas Kalim is only Tomas Sheretz. That's pretty involved, right? That was, that was very cool. Okay. That's a great question. 
Right. So I think the answer is, so Common is asking, uh, I was wondering the same thing, right? Common, that's why I'm saying it's a great question, because I thought the same question also. Common's aren't, yeah, Common's good. I'm trying to tell you, Goranis. I think actually I sold you on Common. Um, no, it's, it's mostly with Tumba. This is the area of expertise. But Common's asking an amazing question. He's asking if, right, we just said it's an Isser Lav for the people who are Tahor. So if it's an Isser Lav to eat the Korban because it has the Tumas Sheretz, so why are the Tahorim not waiting for Pesach Sheni? You'd rather eat it, but, right? So that, that, that is, I mean, I don't know. Yesterday when I, when I asked myself the question, wow. I, had, I had the answer to myself, and now it's escaping me. And so I'm trying to think. Yeah, he would be a good Kavrusa for anyone. Uh, so, so the question is, why would you eat it even though it's an Isser Lav? Wow. So because you have the Tahorim eating it. So, so common saying, I understand why those who are Tomei Guf have to wait for the Korban Pesach Sheni. But why are those who are Tahor, why can they eat this Korban? It has Tumah on it, right? And this Tumah is not, right, a Tumah that is going to be Hutra B'Tzibor. Uh-huh. So that's what the Gemara is going to continue to explain. He's going to, they're going to continue to explain that Tumah is Dechuya. This is an interesting idea. Now, the Gemara is asking why. Why, I don't know. But what the mechanism is, I can tell you. Because the Gemara explains the mechanism now. There's something called Tumah Hutra B'tzibor, which is what we're discussing now, which means that the entire Kahal is allowed to eat it, even though they're all tummy. We do have a precedent for that common after all, right? Even Isarkaris is disregarded if rove of the Kahal is tummy. So we know that we have precedent for the fact that we override the Tumah. It's just, the, it's just that it's not necessarily, we say that it's hutra. Dechuya means something else, right? We have this idea of hutra and dechuya also, like let's say, um, you say that when you're doing a medical emergency to save a life on Shabbos. So we say that that's, is that hutra? Which is to say that you could do anything, like even drive the woman who's in labor to the hospital and take the scenic route, right? And then take the scenic route back, maybe even, if you're Hatzalah or whatever it is, right? In order to say that anything that you need to do already, you're going to do for the sake of Pikuach Nefesh, or you're going to say, no, it's dechuya, right? You're going to have to take the most direct route and keep the money for the cab driver and Shoe, right? In other words, that's the difference between Dechuya and Hutra. So, says the Gemara here, Amma Kasavar of Chista, the fact this is what Kaman's bringing out, the fact that Rav Chista is pointing out that only the Tahar ones are going to be allowed to eat, sounds like he holds Tumma Dechuya Hibitzibur. That's Dechuya, as Rashi says, Berman loves this Lashon, Bekoshi Hutra. Right? You, you, you're like, right, under duress, we're going to let these people eat it because we're going to say, the Korban, right? So, Dechuya Hibitzibur. I'm a Rabbi Yitzchak, Tumma Dechuya Hibitzibur. So, the question that Kaman had of why we're going to allow the people who are Torah to eat this Korban um, when it's got the Tumma's Sheretz, I don't know 100% the answer, but we do know, like we said, that Tumma is allowed to be eaten when Rov of the Yam is Tameh, even if it's a, in, even in the face of Isra Kares. So, certainly in the face of an Isra Lav, we're going to allow it for the Tahorim in the case where it's just a Tumma's Sheretz. And it's in, and the fact that we only allow them to eat it and not the Tame people show you that it's Dechuya Hibitzibur, that we try to avoid eating it with Tumah, uh, when we can. And the fact that you, when Rov of the Yam is Tame, we still let them all eat the carpets up together. You shouldn't take that to mean that, that, that it's uh, Motor Lagamre. We try to avoid it where we can. An, an amazing concept with regards to the carpet pesa. The common would be a great conversa for anyone. I've said that for a long time. Okay, so now, that was Shitas Rav Chista. The Tumah is Dechuya Hibitzibur. The Rava Amar, Afil Tamei Navi Avdi. So Rava, he held, not like Rav Chista, he held, that even those who are Tameh can eat what? The Korban Pesach, where the knife was only Tameh of Tumah Sheretz. What was the reason of Rava? My taima, t'chsiv, v'abbasar asher yiga b'chol Tameh, lo yachel, right? That that basar, if it becomes Tameh, you shouldn't eat. V'ay shisarif, v'abbasar kol tahor yochal basar. So first, you bring a Pesach that says that you're supposed to eat tahor meat, and not Tameh meat, okay? Now, then it says, right, and, and that is immediately following, right, the idea that the idea that, that for the person, right, that the meat that touches anything tameh can't be eaten, right, it has to be burned in fire. And then for and, and when it regards to the meat, any tar person, but not one who's tameh, can eat the meat. That's what that's what the pasuk is saying. What is the juxtaposition of these two concepts saying? As follows: In other words, as we said before, there's two ways that you can have a problem of tumah with the korban. Either the korban itself is tameh, or the person 
is tame. So says the Gemara. Kol heichad lo akrinan beiv abasar sheikah bechol tame lo yachel lo akrinan beiv abasar kol tahar yachal basar. Right. Whenever we don't say that the meat is shouldn't be, uh, touch anything that's tame, we also don't apply right a tar person should eat the meat. And whenever we do apply the idea of the meat becoming tame, so that's when we apply the rule that for, for, for the person. In other words, right, that we're not, we don't split hairs as Rechista does, right? We don't say what type of tumma is this uh, that the Kalim are tame. Simply put, the juxtaposition of these two components of the Pasuk, which says that the meat and the person, right, either the meat can be tame or the person can become tame, is implying, according to Rava, that we don't care what kind of tummy it is. If the meat is tummy, then the tummy person can eat it. And if the person's tummy, then he can eat the tummy buzzer. But if the meat is tar or the or the person is tar, so then the other then the meat right, then the meat and the person have to be tar as well. Which is a long way of saying that when we put this pasuk together, we do not say tuma dechuya ibn super like Rav Chisla to the point. Well, he, really, he's not addressing the idea of whether tuma is hotra or dechuya. He just has a separate limud Rava does that says that we're not going to split it and say that when the tuma of the knife is the tuma's mace, then the tamim can eat it, and when the tuma of the knife is the tuma's sheretz, the tamim cannot eat it. We're just going to say as long as the tuma is the knife is tame, then the tame people can't eat it. And hence, the machlokas between Rava and Rav Chisla with regards to whether the tame people can eat it in a case where it's just a tuma sheretz, which is an isurlav as opposed to an isurkares. Incredible machlokis with regards to the Tumah of the carbon Pesach. So now we arrive five lines up from the bottom of Amit Tesmanov, and we say Itmar. There's a situation here as follows. So this was, we tease this in the coming attractions, and here we've arrived. What is, so now we have, right, we have Rechista and we have Rava. So let's say with the case of Rava, let's say, that if Rova the people are Tameh, or Rova the Kalim are Tameh, whether it's Sheretz or Tameh Mace, or Rova the Kohanim are Tameh, everyone's going to be eating the carbon Pesach Rishon, there's going to be no carbon Pesach Shani. So the question around what's asked, what if it's exactly half and half? So Rav Amar Mechza Al Mechzakirov. Uh oh, we're getting into Lundus here. Rav says that we treat, in the case of half and half, we treat each faction that's an exact half like a majority, right? That we don't treat it like a majority. Okay, so how does that play out? The Gemara explains. Rav Amar Mechza Al Mechzakirov as follows: Halalu Osin Laatzman, Halalu Osin Laatzman. In other words, they both bring Korban Pesach Rishon, right? To which Birmam says. Burma was very concerned about COVID, as everyone should be. So when, um, so he says, let the Torah people go first. Can you imagine if half the people had COVID and half the people didn't? You have to let the people without COVID go first, right? You don't, you don't want to contaminate the place. In other words, how are you going to do this? Mechzal, mechzal. Uh, so he says it has to, it can't be that they're all doing it at the same time, like, like a little flimsy mechisa in between. Like, Tumak is easy to contract. You have to keep track of everyone. So maybe you're going to let the Torah people go first. He's thinking logistically, how are you going to do this? Right. Could be there's other, uh, other ways of doing it. But be that as it may, conceptually as follows, right? Rob is saying that each one, do the Tumak, we're going to explain a little bit more how this works. But each one is going to bring the carbon Pesach. Um, in other words, so again, Rav says that when it's half and half, each one is like rov. So that means that, again, when the lacha is, if you have rov to mayim, then everyone does the, the carbon pesach rishon, right? So, and then if miyuta to mayim, then you do the carbon pesach sheni. But here, it's kind of both, right? So Rav, who says mechza is like rov, so then that's good. That means that even though it's half and half, it's considered rov to mayim, and everybody is going to be able to bring the carbon pesach rishon, okay? However, you have to kind of do it separately, right? Because of the fact that it's really not—it's really not a, a, a legitimate rove. So we're, we're going to explain. Rav Kahana, however, right? Because he holds that mechza mechza is not rove. So according to Rav Kahana, you can't do the carbon pesach rishon and include everyone in it. 
right? So that's why only the Tahorim are going to be able to do the Osinus Arishon. Utameim Osinus Hashani. And the Tameim have to wait because this half and half status doesn't qualify as a rove to enable the Tameim to do the to participate in the Karm Pesach Rishon. Or there's the Ika de Amri of Rav Kahana, which is even more amazing. Ika de Amri, Amar Rav Kahana, Mechzal Mechzal Enoch Rove. And what is the implication of the fact that it's half and half not being rove? Tahorin Osinus Arishon. And as we turn to the base, Utameim Ain Osin Los Arishon Los Hashani. Those who are Tameim in the case of Mechzal Mechzal are out of luck. The only time where, right, so if you're Tame and everyone else is Tame, you bring the Karm Rishon together. If you're Tame and, and most of the people are Tahar, so then you'll bring the Karm Pesach Sheni. But if it's exactly half and half, the Tame people are out of luck according to the second Lashon of Rav Kahana because they don't have a, they don't have a majority or a minority. So they can't bring a Karm Rishon or a Karm Sheni. Right? As the Gemara explains, Barishon lo'avdi lo'havoruba. You can't bring Karm Pesach Rishon because it was not a rove of Tameim. And Bashani lo'avdi lo'havimiyuta. And you can't bring a Karm Pesach, right, in Pesach Sheni either because they were not a minority either. In order to do that, you have to be a minority. Incredible, Rav Kahan, the second Lashon of Rav Kahana is amazing. Okay. Because it turns out that you, you dance between the raindrops. In other words, you need to be a majority to Mayim to bring Korban Pesach Rishon. You need to be a minority to Mayim to be deferred to Korban Pesach Sheni. But when you're half and half, you're neither and you lose out on Korban Pesach altogether. That seems, right, you would think that when you have Korban Pesach Rishon and Korban Pesach Sheni, it's to cover everyone. But it's, but it's like an outlier idea here that when it's half and half, that that would be a scenario according to Rav Kahana where you don't bring a car, the, the main people don't bring a car Pesach at all, not Rishon or Shani. That's that's um, it, it, it's just amazing. So the Gemara challenges Rav now. The Gemara thinks that Rav, as follows: Tanan, our very Mishnah said what that Nitma Kahal or Ruba shall you walk on him to me by Kaltarim Yasa Betuma Ruba Huda Avdi Betuma Ava Palgo Palgo Lo Avdi Berisham Kashel Rav. In other words, right? Rav said what Rav, the Shita's Rav was when you have Mechza Mechza, everyone's going to be able to still bring the carbon Pesach Rishon. Okay, but the Mishnah had said that you need to have a rove. That when you have a rove, you bring the Korban Pesach Rishon together. It never said anything in the Mishnah about Palga Palga. So where did Rav get this idea that the Tomei people can bring the Korban Pesach with everyone else, even when it's just a Mechza of a Mechza? So the Gemara answers, That when you have, when they have the majority Tomei, then everybody can bring the Korban Pesach Rishon. In other words, this is an interesting idea. That as long as the Halacha, when it's half and half, is going to in some way contrast what the halacha is when it's a majority of Tomei, then it's not going to be in violation of what our Mishnah is saying, right? In other words, you can make a diuk in our Mishnah as follows. This is what Rav is saying. That when it's, when it's half and half, the halacha is in fact different. Because when it's whole, everybody can do it together. Meaning when it's rubo Tomei, everybody can bring the carbon together. When it's half and half, you, you change the halacha. You say that everybody has to bring the carbonus by themselves. So the diuk in the Mishnah is fine. Uh-huh. And it also makes sense. Because at the end of the Mishnah it says, As we know, that when the Tommy people are the mi- minority, then you defer everyone to Korban Pe- you defer the Tameim to Korban Pesach Sheni. So says the Right? In other words, just like the Rasha and the Mishnah said, that when you have the majority Tumah, you get, you get to bring all the Pesach Rishon together, so too the Sefer of the Mishnah said that when you have a minority of Tumah, then you defer those people who are Tameim to the Pesach Sheni. And that too contrasts the idea of when it's half and half. Right, right. So when it's half and half, so then you're both going to bring the Karm Pesach on Pesach Rishon, and everybody brings it on their own. So Rav is really consistent with the Mishnah because he's saying that when you have an exact 50-50 Tumah Tahor, that you break it up into two equal groups and you both bring it on Pesach Rishon, and that is in contrast with the Rasha and with the Sefer, so it fits great. However, Rav Kahana is going to have Tzaras with our Mishnah as follows. We have problems with Rav Kahana. Why? Remember, we had two Lashonas within Rav Kahana. So Rav Kahana is going to say, what does it mean when it says that a minority is Tamei? Taharin osin is a Rishon, Tamei osin is a Shani. Right? So, Ha-Palga-Palga, 
right? So if you're medayik in the seifa of the Mishnah, it says that when you have a minority, so then you have tameim do the pesach sheni. So palka tahorim osin sarishon aval tameim ain't osin lo sarishon v'lo sasheni. So what are you going to say that when you have half and half? So then the tahorim are going to do the korban pesach rishon and tameim. They they don't get to do it at all. Okay, so that actually was his second lashon, right? His first lashon was what? His first lashon was that that the well, well, right that the So he says in the collision of Rav Kahana because again according to Rav Kahana the second lashon in the case where it was palga palga the tameim are not in the case with half and half the tameim are going to bring the korban pesach at all that's actually okay with our mishnah because like we said before it contrasts what Allah is with the mishnah so that actually doesn't violate a diuk in the mishnah but his first lashon right does because the Amar of Kahana, which is the first lashon that we say in Rav Kahana, that the Harim Osin is Arishon, the Tameim Osin is Sheni, right? The first uh, lashon of Rav Kahana was when it's half and half that Tameim have to bring Karim Pesach Sheni. So my Ikel how are you going to say that? It's a violation of a diuk of our Mishnah because our Mishnah says, right, that you need to have a majority to bring a Karim Pesach Rishon and you need to have a minority to be deferred to Karim Pesach Sheni. So you can't say what Rav Kahana said, which is that when you have a half and half, you defer to Pesach Sheni. That's a violation of a diuk of the Mishnah. The Mishnah requires a minority. You don't have a minority. You have half and half. So Gemara answers, so just rewrite the Mishnah, basically, saying that just like when you have a minority of Tameim, you defer to Pesach Sheni, so too when you have exactly half and half, you defer the Tameim to Pesach Sheni. So why does it say in the Seifa of our Mishnah that you need a minority to be deferred to Pesach Sheni? It's just a linguistic thing, right? That in the Mish, in this ratio of the Mishnah, it said that you need to have a majority of Tameim to bring the Korban Pesach Rishon, so that's why it says in the Seifa Mi'uto. But it doesn't mean Mi'uto, it means either Mi'uto or Palga Palga, right? Whether it's either, right, in other words, a majority, everybody brings Korban Pesach, if a majority of Tameim, everybody brings Korban Pesach Rishon. If it's either half and half, less than a majority, either half and half, or a minority, then you're going to defer the uh, Tameim people to the Korban Pesach Sheni. Now we're going to bring sources. Now we're going to bring three prices, and the three prices are going to exactly bring out the three shitas that we said, the shita of Rav and the two shitas in the name of Rav Kana. That's straight up Rav. That if you have half of the of Kali Israel Tar and half Tameh, then you just have both bring Pesach Rishon, but separately. Then Tanya Kalishna Kamadar of Kahana, Shai Rashi Shah Mechta Tar Mechta Tmeim, Tar Nosin Sarishon Tmeim Mosin Sasheni, right? The Lishna Kama of Kahana, which was that if they're half and half, so then you defer the Tmeim to Pesach Sheni. Right, the third shita, which is the second shita of Rav Kahana, which is when they're half tummy, half tahor, you know, the tummy people are out of luck. They don't get to do Pesach Rishon or Pesach Sheni. Now the Gemara asks, will Rav Lishna Basar of Kahana? According to Rav and the second right opinion of Kana, how are they going to explain it? Right. In other words, when you say that the Tahrim do Pesach Rishon Tmeim and you defer the Tmeim to Pesach Sheni, how are they going to explain it? So, so Birnbaum was like, well, what do you mean? We just have three Bryces. You have those three Bryces reflect the three Shitas, the one of Rav and the two of Rav Kahana. Why do you have to explain one for the other? Well, for whatever reason, the Gemara goes on to explain that Rav Kahana and Rav can even explain away the three Bryces and fit in with each of the three Bryces. So this is, we'll finish with here, where it says like this. This is what Gemara was bringing up. Right? Right? So it's like this. Let you had, right, half of Kali Israel was Tar, half of Kali Israel was Tameh. But the women were included in the count of the Tameh people. And you hold that women are Rishus, 
in the in the carbon rishon. So then dal mashim mitmeim. That's why you subtract them from the count of those tmeim. And if you subtract them, you have a majority tahor. Vahavale tmeim miuta. Then the tam is miuta. Miuta yitkul the pesach sheni. And therefore those miut are nitkul the pesach sheni. So the rest of the daf basically has the same cheshbon. It uses nashim and whether the chayiv in pesach rishon or pesach sheni in order to fill up either the tahor or the tamei side of the equation. And with so doing, they end up being able to be to say that Rav and Rav Kahana can fit with any of the three brises because it's going to say, well, it says half and half, but it really means half and half are tummy when you count all the women, and therefore it's really a minority, and that's how it, it's able to bring out all the cheshbonos of the brises lining up with Rav and the two sheets of Rav Kahana. Okay,